You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. Hi, I'm Amy Jo Girardier, and I'm the co-host with our podcast, Creating Healthy Families, and we're switching it up a little bit. Yes, we are. Hey, this is Link on this side. Link Taylor. This is our fifth podcast, Link. And the other podcasts we had were great. Uh, They were just kind of an intro. And then we've talked about some different foundations, right, of talking with your family. Yes. Relating. Last time was defending. And what is today? Yeah, this one. Yeah, and we're talking more in themes, as as you mentioned. Uh, Just kind of getting some... uh, (laughs) Getting some... Yes, themes, just getting uh, just larger pictures of what we could be doing as family. Yeah, yeah. so today is we're going to center around the word affirm. I like that one. Yeah. So what does it mean for us as parents? Yes, in couples, in marriage relationships, but once again, I think primarily we're looking today through the lens of, uh, of a parent and how they affirm their, their, their kids. And so affirm the value of family members so they can embrace who God made them to be. So that word affirm, it, that's a powerful word. I affirm you as my podcast co-host. <laughs> See, I already feel better. This is such a great this show. Works. It's works. Okay. Yeah, just to kind of get us going on uh, as a listener, uh, you know, as you sit there and, and listen to this podcast and take notes. <laughs> not while you're driving, though. No, 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 of course not. But in your mind, you're taking notes. But just... Um, I'm 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 going to read a statement, uh, two or three statements, and then you just kind of internally answer: Or do you strongly agree with this, or do you strongly disagree? Maybe anywhere in between. And this is for the podcast listener, right? You're yes. not asking me to read. No, this Good. is no. You do not answer this. I am not. This I will do it listener. in my mind. Yeah. So just to kind of get you thinking, as a parent, uh, you speak life into your children outside of school or athletic or music in a sense, performance times, those times that they're doing something. Yeah. Like, do you strongly disagree or strongly agree with that statement? So another one is, I know and I appreciate the personality or the love language of my child. Do you strongly disagree or strongly agree with that statement? Hmm. Uh, another one is, um, one action that my child often does or does not do affects the way that I characterize him or her in my mind. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a big one that as, as a parent. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or, or, or disagree with that statement? And then the last one is I keep in mind and value the fact that the time I am spending with my family is for a season. Do we, in my mind, uh, do I value that, the fact that I am spending time with my family uh, that it's only for a season. So that's just kind of get us some, get us thinking a little bit, maybe get us emotional. <laughs> I'm already, yeah. Mm, a little bit. But when it comes to word, uh, to the word affirm, well, that that is a powerful, this word, this affirmation of our children. Um, we talked last time that our um, our kids, our children, our families are in, in in this constant bombardment of the world's or the culture's message. Yeah. So there's lies being spoken. And so how we need to be observant of that, of what are the lies that our our children might be hearing and what are they vulnerable to. And so this power of affirming 
uh, is a powerful opportunity mm. that I think God, in his, of course, incredible design of, of coming to family, is that he put that in, that the role that we as parents have with our children uh, in this uh, this unit called family, yeah. but d- yeah. just some starters, uh, just some starters in, in uh, general thoughts. Many of us think that we should fit into this mold seen as loftier in the world's eyes. You know, we all have diverse talents, interests, strengths. You know, some of us are athletic, some are are musical, mm. some of us love to read, others like math, whatever it is. But um, you know, some of us even like all these. But I think many of us in our children think that they should be. They should be more. They should be, mm-hmm. sh- they should be something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, that's only getting um, louder, if you will, because of social media. We have, um, you know, as parents, we're, we're um, definitely telling a narrative of our child, right? Um, yeah. Of just, mm. and sometimes it's, you know, look at how bad my child is, or can you imagine? You know, almost there's there's two extremes: the demon child or the angel child, the the perfect child or the look at the destructive child. Right. Because we think it's funny, or we're trying to vent whatever reasons. But those things exist, um, and and we are affirming things about our child, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has an impact that we need to think about for sure. That's awesome. Well, just another big thought here is uh, that we got to understand and, and see just some opening thoughts here about God is in his incredible creativity. He's made each of us in a unique and biblical way. I mean, the, the Bible teaches that, you know, he gave each of us, you know, different spiritual gifts when we come to the Lord. Uh, you know, there's different personalities each of us have. There's different you know, and when we understand Scripture, I think we can see that it's all for His glory. Right. But yeah. but how do we encourage others, you know, to embrace this about themselves? And so that's well, just another kind of yeah. And I think big thought. You know, there are some some children that think they're so uh, special. We are special. We're unique. But I don't want anybody to think that they're not special. Right. But um, they hear that. Uh, in such a way that they have an elevated self-esteem that they don't understand um, about themselves. But then there are other um, messages, I think, that come out of the home that uh, they're constantly being compared to other you know, oh, yeah. children. There's that comparison. It, that's not what we're talking about with affirmations. It's not comparing our children to other children. Um, but no, it's also... It, it's- you're you're affirming how God has wired them, right? And uniquely right. created them, yeah. And that the understanding of of that is is powerful. Mm-hmm. When we understand that it's a unique and biblical way that God has wired them, yeah, yeah. And so let let's stop right there. When we talk about unique and biblical way, I think in the world, and let's speak to believers real quick, right? Uh, you know, when, when we're talking about our children understanding who they are, mm-hmm. I think sometimes the world is saying, just go with your feelings, oh, right. go with, yeah. uh, you know, go how you feel about whatever, and then you just become that. Yeah. I think as believers, we got to understand that when God has designed us and he's crafted us, it's within the confines of, of truth and what scripture says. Right. So therefore, our feelings need to match up with scripture. I yeah. think if we're not careful, the culture is telling uh, even the church, 
flipped that and says, Scripture now lines up with feelings. Right. When it comes to how God made me, who I am. Right. Yeah, and identity is something that we're always, you know, identity, significance, and purpose. Those three questions, uh, who am I, uh, Do am I valuable, and what my purpose is, those are all questions I feel like I'm, as a girls minister, trying to help parents answer uh, for themselves and for their children. Um, and I think identity, like you said, feelings start seeping into that. It's not how you feel that that determines your gender, your um, your identity, that feelings come and go. It's like we were talking earlier about um, off the podcast when we were having just conversations. Yes. You know, um, if I want to go in a certain direction or go to a certain city like Memphis, um, and I jump in the car, I have no navigational tools, and I'm like, I feel like Memphis is in this direction. My feelings don't change where Memphis is. The The compass that I use, um, that's truth. Right. Like Google Maps is always going to tell me, yep. even if I argue with it, no, Google Maps, I feel like it's this way. No, yeah. it's not. So it's the same thing with the way that God made us, wired us. So Yeah, and I think this is going to be a some fun future pro- podcast when we really dive in um, to yeah. what culture says, just go with your feelings versus really working within um, the guardrails that, that, that God has, has put up, you know, that's found in Scripture. So, yeah, yeah so that that's good. Uh, just some other things, um, you know, when – the world is bombarding our homes with a, a counterfeit message that identifies what gives us value and worth. Hmm. You know, our our homes, our families, our parents, they have to be a place that affirms our members to know that worth is not found in, in what they do. Yeah. It's whose they are. Right. That's powerful. When um, when the backpack comes home from school and you're pulling out the homework assignments, um, you know, and it's a B. How are you responding? <laughs> you know, I think grades are a huge um, anxiety for for students as well because oh, they the have pressure of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's just I need to remember that when when the grades come home or the projects come home. <laughs> what am I yeah, saying? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that that word design too. Let, let's go back to that. That that's a there's a lot that hinges when we understand. That God has designed us, and it means that there's a there's a a core to it. That there's a plan, there's a purpose, there's a blueprint hmm. uh, that God has designed with us. That you know, there's a we're crafted for something that is greater. Yeah, and that that's powerful when our kids understand this is how God has wired me. It's for His glory. So now let's lean into that and fully understand. Um, you know, this the formation of where I'm headed that brings about transformation as we understand who God uh, is in our lives. Well, and I, and you've said before, I've heard this uh, about, you know, that we don't uh, – children don't come with an instruction manual. They no. don't come with, you know, no, this is, and, I love and getting, turn to page three. Yeah, uh, or go to YouTube and yes, find exactly what yes. I love to do of how to change uh, plumbing or whatever yeah, it is. It would I be can so find it exactly – yeah, it would be awesome to say, all right, let's – Let's figure out. Let's go to YouTube in like 10 minutes <laughs> about our child. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So our, our children need us to come alongside of them to help them understand how they were made, right? Yep. I mean, that's that's a powerful reminder. Oh, as absolutely. Well. Yep. And so 
so in all this, we, we can't just assume that mm-hmm. they know what God's word says or that or know what we think. You know, mm-hmm. we've got to verbally tell them, affirm them and affirm the design that uh, of God that he's placed in each of them. Mm-hmm. Now once again, these are kind of big thoughts here as we're yeah. kind of we're kind of get a little bit specific as we move forward. So this is kind of get us going, but mm-hmm. but e- even in that, we we talk about um, as we do every every, obst- uh, every uh, podcast, we talk about obstacles or themes that kind of, if we're not careful, kind of creates a narrative of our families when it comes to affirming that maybe we don't. If we really took a step back, we don't really no, that's not who we want to be. Yeah, and uh, but. Th- the day-to-day just doing life we, we're, we once again we talk about intentional we, we talk about step back and mm-hmm. how we how, how, do we, how do we become purposeful and intentional right so what are some of those obstacles well, i think it's you know when through the lens of a parent you know there are family members there's children that are just like us they're mm-hmm. wired just like us whether it comes to um you know whether it's sports if it's mm-hmm. music if they're personality, yes, personality. They're they're book smart, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and we we can affirm that in specific kids because they're just wired just like us. Yeah. The danger of that is there's other kids that may not be exactly like us, so we don't think and intentionally and purposely affirm how right. God has uniquely wired them. Yeah. Or like I don't like math, up. but um, I want to make sure that my the child that maybe sometimes has some um, similarities to me that I'm not going to, when he pulls math out and he's enjoying it, that I say, oh, well, we're not good at math. You know, that would be a right. negative affirmation. So therefore, sure. what we're doing is we're missing out on these amazing attributes and strengths that our children have, how God has wired them for something mm-hmm. greater. Yeah. Because maybe we're frustrated with what we see as maybe weaknesses, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. And instead of the strength of 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 really how God is 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 setting them up for something powerful for His glory. Yeah, that's good. It's just um, cheering them on, cheering what God is doing in them. Yep. Instead of fighting against it. Yeah. You know? So I think some other ones. I mean, we talked about that at the um, this kind of those statements at the beginning. If you agree or disagree, but this <clears throat> this idea of that we only focus on performances. Hmm. And and that's what we speak into to say, great job at this. Yeah. Or so therefore we value our kids only thinking I'm only valued by what I do. Right. You know this was found in in me when when I was in high school I played basketball. You know I, I would say you know God's first, family second, <laughs> basketball know, third, basketball's third fourth. <laughs> I remember saying that as a 15, 16, 17 year old. But what happened was I had a major injury. Uh, my junior year, mm-hmm. and so basketball was pretty much over. Wow. You know, in my mind, I was going to the NBA, right? Which was silly Man. to think about. But anyway, <laughs> but I was seen as a good basketball player, and, and it was wrapped up in my identity so much that when it was gone, boy, that was a that it's was a, a tough, yeah. that was a tough place to be. And my parents helped speak into that, but but that's how powerful that that uh, that com- uh, voice is. Yeah, you know, is yeah. that I'm identified. Right. Uh, what that's I'm, my value is by what I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I had a, a situation in my senior year as well when I didn't get the lead part in the play. I, my music was my thing, and uh, 
but it wasn't in college. It's, it's just interesting. <laughs> I went a different direction. But I remember coming home and saying, can we just pray that the, the list changes? I should be the lead. I didn't even get a part in the play. I was, yeah. what do you call that, the assistant to Glinda? The, the, it was Wizard of Oz. And uh, so I wasn't even didn't even have a part. And I remember my mom... Um, stepping into that and, uh, and and an opportunity opened up where I could go on a mission trip to, to Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, that changed the trajectory of, of, um, of my life of understanding my calling. And instead of being on the stage, yeah. you know, just understanding yeah. mission. But I'm thankful that my mom was able to step in and affirm yeah. in that moment, too. So Well, I think that speaks into this self-fulfilling prophecy idea. Hmm. That if we're not careful when we yeah. tell stories about our kids to other people and our kids are in listening ear, yeah. you know, this child is the funny one. Mm-hmm. This child is the serious, the stubborn, yeah. the disobedient. disobedient one, the one that the rebel, the, the rebel, right, yeah. it is. And, and those may be characteristics that, you know, that... I'm not saying it's bad to share those every so often, but that if not if we're not careful, that becomes what our kids are hearing about themselves right, constantly. Right. And then therefore now the self fulfilling prophecy is that Yeah, they become those. They become that. Yeah. And, Gosh, um, that's and there's scary. a lot right there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot there. Um I think we as parents, you know, have this preconceived idea or plans for our kids. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back earlier, you know, when I talked about not recognizing the strength of who our kids are and hmm. how God has wired them, yeah. Um, and and we're and we're trying to push them to be something maybe that we missed out on our past, right? Right. Or we want to, to that set them. Well, <laughs> we want to set them up for um, what we think is success and happiness. And so I've even had parents hmm. that have sat down and said, "My child." is feeling called to ministry. Can you tell them that you don't make a lot of money so that they understand <laughs> what their future is going to be? And I thought, no, no, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and tell them that. That's, But they're trying to uh, shortcut what God may be doing right. in their life. Exactly, because they have these preconceived ideas when their child was young yeah. that they're going to fall into this pattern of, of what culture says is success. Maybe. Right. Right. I think there's a lot, a lot of areas you can go on that, but that, that's a big one. So I think what we as parents, we have to look past the circumstances of the moment mm-hmm. of our kids being younger and kind of fumbling through and bumbling through kind of who they are and guiding them and affirming them of who they are uh, and whose they are and, and, and to see the broader picture that God is crafting them. Mm-hmm. And even in the awkward moments of them being a child, and understanding, you know, first when they started walking, it was, you know, <laughs> it was awkward. Yeah. Or when they're kind of understanding kind of how they're wired and their personalities, uh, they may be they they may be more stubborn. But how do you how do you affirm affirming them just confidence? Right. Which leads to it's confidence in the Lord. And, yeah. yeah. It, it's so it's 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 all of those. It's hmm. you know when we lived in in Kentucky years ago, you know horses horses are it's horse country, and so. It's interesting to see when a horse is born, you know, they're wobbly and they're just, just awkward. Yeah. It is amazing how quickly they can stand, but it's just awkward. And, you know, one day they're going to be 
in these races and they're going to be these thoroughbreds and these stallions that are running. Mm. But in the moment, they're not. It's just awkward. And so Mm. how do we come alongside our kids and affirm who they are when it's just awkward Awkward. for them? (laughs) Right. And, And not trying to push them into something. Uh, but look past the circumstances and help them look past it and to see the bigger picture, which is God has uniquely designed them. Mm-hmm. And let's let's lean into him for true understanding of who we are. That's uh, good. I think it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. So, you know, just some opportunities we got, some specific things we can do. Mm-hmm. Is and I've heard of these these legacy journals, and you write out things that you see in them as as life happens that are – that are kind of call out of of how they see Christ at work in their lives. I've I've heard of 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 people doing legacy journals. These this idea of writing out things uh, that they see in their child as life happens, hmm. and so later on the the child that becomes a teenager looks back on this time that that kind of calls out who. You know how they've seen Christ at work in their lives, hmm. how they've That's seen good. God move, even in the awkwardness or whatever yeah. it is. They see these glimpses of God working. I, um, Daryl and I have um, set up some uh, email addresses for both of the boys and just are sending oh, emails. Awesome. You know, I don't, I'm not good at scrapbooking or journaling or anything What's like that. What's their email? I can yeah, send, you no, can no. start sending stuff. That'd be awkward. They're like, what? <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, that's just one when they are old enough to get that email address. I'm looking forward to them reading, you know, past emails. If email exists in the future. Right? <laughs> what if it disappears and all of those are gone? No. Anyway. Yeah, that's but that's option. awesome. Yeah. But I think those moments of one-on-one attention, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we call them daddy dates or, or mom dates, you know, with each of our children. It's yeah. just... It's just simply it's just getting away, having an ice cream cone, and it's one on one time. Yeah. And so therefore, you can you can call out those things, those great things that you see in them, and mm. who, how you see Christ at work or God at work in their lives. It's good. And these things of God. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I think the discovery of, you know, their love languages, how they best feel loved, their personalities, understanding these traits in them, discovery of spiritual gifts once they become a believer. Oh yeah. Is understanding how their place in the bigger kingdom of God or the local church, mm-hmm. uh, I think, is is big. Which and I think that it, you begin to see that when you're serving alongside of each other, right? Like mm-hmm. on a mission journey or a family service, you begin to see. Um, I, I know a a family um, we did mission six one five, and several years ago. Um, there was a, a family, I don't want to say their names, but um, they talked about how their daughter was just brokenhearted for this certain ministry site. And uh, and so we were talking about how that that's even Christ at work. Oh, you absolutely. Know, the things that, that yep. break their heart is what is breaking Christ's heart. So. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot that we've talked about. I think we could unpack a, a mm-hmm. lot of this, but I think it's enough to kind of get our listeners to kind of thinking about that. That's all we want is to just some prompts to get you thinking about the power and the opportunity we have to affirm our children. So if we, as we do in our podcast, we kind of turn it back to your own home, you know, mm-hmm. turn to the reality of, of the dy- dynamics of your family and your relationship with your child. It's not to, br- it's not to call out guilt, mm-hmm. you know, 
We're trying anything. to shame you in this moment. No, it's not at all. It's just let's let's go back to those to those statements about do you agree or do you disagree? As as a parent, you speak life into your children outside of their performances in school, you know, athletic or sports, music. Even how they look. Yeah, their appearances. Their are, appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They find their identity in I understand. Sometimes. I call, I tell my children, you know, they're, they are beautiful. Hmm. But I want to make sure it's not just because they're all made up and they have pretty clothes on, their look. Yeah. I'm not their saying character, right? Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong to say that, but that, that's not how we're characterized. Don't let that be the only words right, that you're exactly. saying. Right, yeah. exactly. The other statement is I know and appreciate the personality or the love language of my child hmm. and even know how to speak. How to speak into it? Yeah. Uh, do you uh, agree or strongly disagree? Um, and then one action my child often does or doesn't do affects the way that I characterize him or her in my mind. Hmm. And so, just some thoughts on those. You know, what what are what are two to three things that you could, as you look at that statement, or kind of some things that resonate in your mind? Maybe some actionable steps you can take. Right. Maybe it's. Right now, you say, hey, let's, let's go ahead and get some coffee together if you have an older child or mm-hmm. an ice cream cone with a younger child and just start having those one-on-one conversations with them. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the steps you take. Yeah. And maybe another step is uh, remembering that these children are, are not ours, really. I mean, they belong to mm-hmm. God. How does that impact the way that you affirm? Yeah. You know? So the world is, is bombarding its message of you are what you do. And your identity is tied in. Your value is tied into that. So, so let that resonate in our spirits and our hearts to think through what, how can we intentionally affirm our children in that. So, but we appreciate your time today on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's a privilege uh, to have you with us. And don't forget, wherever you are as a family is a good place to start. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.